You're listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Welcome back, everyone, to Podcast 74. That's right, 74. My name is Jake. I am here along with Joe M. And Matt is on assignment. Uh, This is going to be a little different from the usual podcast uh, that you hear weekly, we hope, um, besides the obvious reason that I'm doing a lot of talking now and Matt usually does it all. Uh, We're going to spend an inconceivable amount of time going through your questions, and it's going to be a slightly different format than the other way that we've ever done it. So just with that, before we even get too far into things, Joe M., how are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Glad to have this one-on-one time with you. I feel like we don't get enough of this. Yes, I know. I, I, I miss you dearly. Um, if you're not familiar with uh, Florida, we are actually, uh, almost the entire state is under a little tropical storm warning right now. It, it started raining about um, a couple hours ago. We're recording this a little later than usual. It's about 8.30 Eastern on a Sunday evening. And about two hours ago, it started pouring down rain. I was like, God, when's this going to stop? And I went and looked at the weather and Lo and behold, there's a tropical storm coming right at us. But, you know, when you're in Florida, that doesn't even really phase us too much. But it gives us a chance to um, consume some alcoholic uh, beverages, which reminds me, Joe M., what are you drinking? Oh, what am I drinking? So let me see. I don't know if it'll pick this up. See if you can hear it or not. Are you ready? Yes. Oh, it's, 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 it's really slippery. I can't. I can't even open it. I can't open it. Hold on, hold on. Let me get my shirt. Oh my god! I gotta get my shirt. All right, here we go. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, that was it. Could you hear it? Yeah. First, I heard an elephant move. Then I heard <laughs> that was my that was my chair was the elephant. Oh, okay, okay. Um, um, it sounds like you popped off the top to the box of wine. Oh, close. So I have a twist off uh, aluminum Coors Light. Uh, <laughs> and I'm doing it in our our lost friend Matt. I'm doing it in his honor. I'm uh, drinking a Coors Light. Yes, you sh- you should in honor in honor of Matt. Um, I am actually having something very special. This is from. I'm going to have a sip really quick. Mm. So good. This is from my good friends over at Red Cypress. They just released a beer called Carl. It is a Northeast IPA, um, which just means it's the way that's kind of hopped a little different um i actually kind of like them because they're a little lighter and fruitier this one's got a lot of fruit flavor to it almost a little bit of orange it is just absolutely fantastic so i have a crowler of that which is um 32 ounces so this should be um a fun podcast as we go Mm. through everything matt what are you drinking oh Lee's not here that's right gosh i completely so what what, do you know his assignment that he's off on I do actually. We are, we were told that what Matt's doing is he's driving down to see his good friend uh, Bernie Sanders at the big uh, speech that he's oh, going to do, where Dave's going to be there. So that sounds like Matt. Yep. That yeah, that's like you know he's he's big on the Burnster, so yep. good for him. So he's on his way down, and 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 we must you know cheers to our um, drinking word because I heard you use it in the intro there. I did. I did. The, as you know, inconceivable is our drinking word. So just have another drink right there. Cheers. That is the word that when you hear it, cheers indeed. Um, there actually was some news, um, which a well, week ago. Outside, outside of the Bernie Sanders show? Maybe, maybe yeah. we should touch on that, too. because Yeah, there, there is. Yeah, we should, actually. We weren't even going to mention it, but since we made a joke about it. Yeah, there is a, uh, a Dave Solo show. Uh, he's going to perform for Bernie Sanders. I believe that's in San Francisco. Am I correct, Joe? Mm, yes, uh, okay. it is San Francisco. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah, he, he's going to perform there. That's actually the day before the Hold Mel New Jersey show. Um, I saw some people mentioning like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's going to fly all the way across the country after doing a show. Look, he does it all the time. It's not that big of a deal. In fact, in 2010, when we were all sitting at Miller's drinking our faces off in Charlottesville, Dave was in Seattle playing a solo show for, I think, a Microsoft event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has no effect whatsoever on anything. Yeah. So, yeah. no I, big they, they travel all the time. <laughs> the three, yeah. three states and three nights, I mean, I maybe be a little bit more concerned with that than playing four songs at a Bernie concert um, acoustically. Um, exactly, yeah. It's yeah really... that's, so that's Monday. That, the Bernie event in San Fran is Monday, and it's a free concert. Um, say hi to Matt when you're there say hi to Matt when you guys are there um, he'll have his Bernie t-shirt on yep. um, underneath it probably be the, fr- the free dodo but on top will be the Bernie the Bernie exactly. shirt I assume and then um, yeah then uh, then off to what, what's this week Homedale what else do we have this week uh, I knew you were going to ask me because I, I'm I not know, on the page I know <laughs> it's um, Hartford and Mansfield on the weekend um, I just didn't know let me see if there's a uh, middle of the week show on, uh, yeah, Bangalore and Maine. I forgot about that. That's on that's Wednesday. right. Yeah, which is a neat little, um, a neat little venue. Very little. Yes. But that is where the ladies returned, and I shouldn't have said that word. Oh, I know. God, I can't <laughs> believe it. All right. Well, good night, everyone. Thanks for uh, listening, and enjoy. We'll see you next week with everyone back. Those um, are where your your three favorite guests returned. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see. See if they have a thing for for Maine or not. Joe M. ruins everything. <laughs> um, but something he cannot possibly ruin is a surprise track that was released uh, Saturday evening. It was Pay for What You Get. And it's a Dave solo track from Sweetbriar College, which was recorded on April 14th, 1996. Um, this is an interesting one. If, if you head over to uh, our setlist archive, uh, that's antsmarching.org slash tour or head over to our good friends over at uh, DMB Almanac, you'll see that I think we pretty much have the same set list in. We both have it listed as Dave and Tim. And I think deep down inside, I know this for a fact because Dan and I spoke about this um, before and again uh, this morning, is we knew that the set list was wrong. We've known for a long time that that's not what was played, at least not in that order. And we were pretty sure it wasn't even close to that. So... We don't actually know what this set list is. And also, we thought it was Dave and Tim, and clearly it's just a Dave solo event. So that really changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So uh, I wasn't familiar with Sweetbriar College. Where Where is Sweetbriar College, or what's the significance of Sweetbriar College? Well, it, it's in Virginia, and the band has uh, played there a few times. It's not that far from Charlottesville. I'm not exactly familiar with where it was I, I actually got it confused with bridgewater college which is about 40 minutes outside of uh, charlottesville and i was thinking it was there because the band uh played a very famous show from there in um two in i'm sorry in 1992 that was actually videotaped it's one of the first if not the very first videotape performance of the band it's on youtube so you should be able to find it pretty easily if you'd like um that's not where it is but um They've been around there before, and this release um, is kind of interesting besides the fact that it's a set list we don't know, but it's a Dave Solo release. Mm -hmm. And there have been Dave Solo releases before, but they're very, very unique. Uh, It's not like anything else that you've ever heard from the band play. 
Yeah, like it's nice to get a Dave solo. So do we know if this will be considered then I guess a live tracks or a DMB live? I guess probably a live tracks because they're hyping it up and, and it's gonna be kind of an official release versus, you know, DMB lives, they just kinda of slip those out on without really announcing them, right? Right. I, I, the way I understand this is that it's not a DMB live and it's actually not a live tracks. Uh, it appears as though this is actually going to be a benefit release. Oh. Um, so there's a little announcement that came from the band. I'm going to read to it verbatim. Uh, this is this one track from the uh, on the upcoming Dave Matthews acoustic solo release live at Sweetbriar College, April 14, 1996. Live at Sweetbriar College will be available for pre-order later this summer, and all proceeds benefit Sweetbriar College. Hmm, because that makes so, sense. Because you wouldn't think that they would have a, a multi-track of this, right? To consider it a live tracks, right? But I, I would, I would guess that it probably is semi-multi-tracked as much as you can be. Just Dave's voice on one channel and the guitar on the other. Uh, if they're going to put it on a CD, I don't know if they would put. A, a, a regular old recording like a DMB live recording. I guess that is it's just a two track though. It's only two tracks, right? Well, I don't know. Man. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, because I mean, somebody at the show, the band, I guess, recorded this um, back in '96, and you know, to think to record a Dave solo show, you know, from right. from the soundboard, probably not something they were probably doing very frequently as much because Dave probably was you know limited limited who, crew or who was running a, bo- a soundboard or any of that kind of stuff it wasn't like hey we got the the essential crew that runs the soundboard and the mixes and bagby's there and maybe um uh who, who's the uh the mixer that that, DM, that recorded the uh the 90 uh the 93 recording oh uh, a lazy yep, yep yeah yeah it's probably you know some of those people aren't going to be there on a dave solo show especially for like a college visit um, you wouldn't think that they would have the equipment maybe to, to record a show like this, but it's kind of cool that we have it. And even, you know, really interesting that we don't really know what we're going to get with this show. We have no idea what, what kind of performance, what the set list is, and then what else maybe happens during this, the performance. Well, I can tell you that if it is the set list we have listed, I can guarantee you that we have stream listed and stream wasn't played because that is a Tim song. And if Tim wasn't there, Dave sure's. Hell ain't playing it. <laughs> yeah, Dave playing stream. That would be hilarious. Yeah, that 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 wouldn't happen. That would not happen. So yeah, that to look forward to. That kind of came up out of nowhere. Yeah, really um, out of and, nowhere. Yeah, and there, there was some news um, about a crash of vinyl that still hasn't officially been released. We've, we've spoke about it before. But uh, my first inclination was that it was related to that. Um, I don't think that is the case obviously it seems like it's just going to be a, a little um fundraiser so good for them you know it's a nice little thing they do that was the entire charlottesville show they did um was actually a fundraiser so you know the band loves to do that and they've they've literally donated millions and millions of dollars throughout the years to uh, various charities and things and really helped out the commonwealth of virginia greatly with their charitable acts yeah yeah, it's exciting. I don't know when um, later this summer is, but it's cool that we got to pay for it again. I don't, have you listened to it yet? I have. I, I listened to it, and it sounds really, really crisp and clean. Yeah, it sounds really, really good. And it's yeah. just, it, it's such a unique thing to go see a Dave solo event. If you have an opportunity to ever do see one, I highly recommend it. I, I've only seen one. Um, well, technically, I've seen two because I saw him sitting in a radio studio, but that was 1994. Um, but it's just it's just a unique thing. It's really really cool. Have you seen Joe? Have you seen him um, perform just Dave solo? Dave solo. Mm. 
Actually, I should look at my uh, DMV hub uh, stats, and I can probably get you an answer on that. That's um, a, what's a, what a good idea. I'll fill for time while you click on well, buttons. Well, no, I already there. got the answer. I have not. I have not seen uh, Dave Solo. Wow. Well, that's something that uh, perhaps one day you'll get a little badge for from the DMV hub app. <laughs> badge? What are you talking about badges there? We don't need no stinking badges. We don't need no stinking badges. Well, what, uh, what Jake's talking about there, if you guys haven't seen... New update, hot off the presses, literally just yesterday, depending on when you listen to this podcast. New update to the DMB Hub app, that is for only for iOS devices again, um, that DMB Hub Stubs, DMB Hub Stubs. Hub uh, Stubs. Yeah, cool little page, pulls together a lot of your key stats, like number of song performances you see, unique songs, tours, years, venues, states, countries, the breakdown of how many shows you see in your first show. Um, your most visited venue, top song, and then the cool thing is badges. And the badges depend on specific things that you have seen over your DMB career. Um, for instance, let me just click on one here. Um, there's one that, called Season Ticket Holder, and if you've seen every show at a, at a venue, uh, for instance, if you've been to every uh, John Paul Jones arena show, um, and I think it has to be greater than, I can't remember the exact number, I'll say greater than four shows that have actually happened at that venue, maybe it's five, um, you get the season ticket holder badge because you've been to every one. There's one called Big Three, for example. Have you seen a show at SPAC, Alpine, and the Gorge? Ooh. Um, yeah, so there's a there's a whole series of different kinds of badges um, that you can earn or get based on um, the shows you've done in the past. And as you complete more shows, you will earn more badges. Well, Joe, I actually had a question about that. Um, and by me, I mean um, Twitter in the form of Tyler Hensley, who is at HensleyTyler44, of course. And he asks, at Ants Marching, would there eventually be a way to see all of the possible hub stubs we can get? Hashtag Ants Podcast, hashtag DMB Hub Stubs, hashtag Free Dodo. There are a lot of stubs available, and I will say some of Would you say there's a plethora of stubs available? <laughs> there's an inconceivable amount of uh, oh, very good drink. Excellent. Uh, um, there, there's, there's quite a bit, and there are some rare ones, and very few people have um, a couple of these rare ones. And I think initially... You know, we're just going to let those that um, are lucky enough to have received one of the rare ones um, to share that if they wish. And maybe eventually down the road here, we will um, we will share all of them that are available. And with that, actually, I'll say, too, is uh, we're not stopping with the badges. And no. Nope, there's going to be more. And actually, we are going to be turning the badge, uh, future badges, over to the community to vote and to let us know what other badges we should do. So stay tuned. Um, there will be a section on the site for anyone to recommend a, a creative badge, creative name and a creative... Creative. Creative, creative. is the key word there. Yes. Um, type of badge and the criteria of obs to um, obtain that badge. And uh, it'll be posted on the site, and others can upvote it. Others can vote, yeah, we want that badge. And, you know, the cream that rises to the top, what everyone's upvoting and saying they want to see added as a badge to the DMB Hub, Hub Stubs, um, will get considered to be added. So think if you have some unique and creative badges that you think would be fun and, and like to get added to um, the Hub Stubs section, 
stay tuned. There'll be a section on the uh, Anne's website for you to um, make some recommendations and try to get people to um, to upload it into the app. Speaking of recommendations, Jared Bailey asked a question. He is, of course, at JKZM820. He asked a question that a lot of people have asked. I would say a um, an inconceivable amount of people have asked. Can we request to put an asterisk by the Big Whiskey Hub Stub if the only one we weren't we haven't seen is Grux? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Free Dodo. Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, uh, Jared, you're not the only one, and I think um, a lot of us have the same feelings. Um, maybe a slight implementation issue. Uh, you know, uh, we'll have to huddle up between um, Jake, myself, and Matt and, and, and confirm how we want to uh, handle. What, he, what Jared's asking about is uh, inside the Hub Stubs, you can earn a badge if you've seen every song from an album. So if you hear every song on Busted Stuff, you can get the Busted Stuff badge. Uh, but you don't get the badge until you've heard every song from that album. Um, but obviously, Grux from Big Big Whiskey hasn't been played, um, so right now nobody has the Big Whiskey um, uh, badge. Uh, however, we were originally in the implementation of this debating that we weren't going to consider songs that were not played. Once the song was played, though, then you have to get that song in order to get the badge. So um, very likely, you sh- hopefully will see uh, those can get the Big Whiskey, even though you haven't seen Grux because it hasn't been played. And part of the reason why we left it out um, originally was, and there was actually two songs we debated on that. There's actually a hidden track at the end of Big Whiskey and the Grugrux King, and it is, it is known affectionately as number 35 because that was about the 35th piece of music they worked on during uh, the sessions. Was uh, a few weeks ago, or maybe even a month ago, we talked specifically about Grux, and we actually said Matt brought it up. Matt said they could play Grux live. Jeff could play that. Mm-hmm. And he can. So I think that was originally what we were thinking when we put that in there. Um, but listening to the people, um, you know, we're, like, like you said, Joe, we're going to have to reevaluate our evaluations of the evaluation. Evaluations. Yes. Yeah, so uh, check out, if you haven't, download uh, the latest update for DMB Hub. And it's, where you get to it is just in the personal stats section. There's a new link for your DMB Hub stubs. And you can see all of the stubs slash badges that you have earned over your DMB shows. And uh, look for more updates. Indeed we do. And like we said before we started this podcast, this is going to be a little bit different than the ones we've done in the past. So we're actually going to jump right into the questions. And, and why right... is it different? It's because what, we had a, we've had a week here off of no, no new shows from the band. Uh, Correct. The band's been off, and they've been all over the place. So I've seen... I think um, Rashawn went back to uh, Virgin Islands, and then he's up in Wisconsin, and uh, I think a coffin was down in New Orleans with with his family, and um, obviously Dave's heading out to California. So, band's been uh, enjoying a little bit of their summer. Had a week off here, so uh, without without the sh- without some shows to talk about, we finally think we can't get to everyone's question every week. So why not, uh, from you guys' suggestions, let's have a question-focused uh, podcast? Which, hey, I was uh, I was of the opinion we should do a game, Jake. That was my opinion. But you know what? We gotta listen to the gotta listen to the listen to the yes. to the to the fans, and we will we'll we'll do uh, we'll do questions instead. Yes, we're we're gonna come back to that game though. That's going to happen. Oh, right, is it? All right, good. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. It is, it is going to happen, so stay tuned. The first question we're going to get to is actually from Sean Flanagan, who is at Sean or Sayon underscore Flanagan one. 
he asks uh, hashtag ants podcast best show you guys have ever seen and what was what has been the best tour year in your opinion hashtag free dodo free dodo um i think that's two incredibly separate questions mm. um I always go back to a show that we had during the um, Ants party in 2010 in West Palm Beach. And I really enjoyed the hell out of West Palm Beach night one. Now you look at that set list, you're like, oh, my God, they played so much big whiskey. But, you know, at the time, nobody was hating on it like they do now. So I really thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that show a lot. That's one that sticks out in my mind for the year. I mean, that's that's really a long involved question. Um yeah, that I don't even know if I want to get into right the second. What show stands well, out to you, Joe? Well, you kind of commented at least, well, you commented of recent years in the last podcast that you really liked. Right. Um, what, 2010? Yeah, I liked, I liked 10 and, and 2008, I thought was were fun tours. I mean, if you really... Of recent I mean, times. Th- right. The real answer is like 1993. But I mean, I don't <laughs> think anybody really wants that as the answer. Right. Yep. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people have been asking this about rating your own shows in the best one. And I think we talked about this. I think we... You know, hopefully a future um, feature of the site, maybe the app, is for uh, not only, I know everybody does a show review and gives it stars, um, but maybe for a way for you to kind of sort of the shows you've been to, you know, your personal sort of the shows, and you can put it up and kind of keep track of after you finish a show, maybe, you know, seed it and rank it inside um, your own personal ranking. You know, my personal favorite, you know, it just goes towards... Um, it's not all about just particularly the show, even though the show is very good. Is I would say uh, Central Park is hard to beat. Um, oh yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It was quite the experience. Um, I mean, it has to be the largest DMB show um, that I can think of. Um, mm. At least. Oh, okay. So some of the they played some festivals in some places. That yeah, I, I actually don't think it's anywhere close. I think that the numbers are completely. In- ridiculously exaggerated i think there's about forty thousand people there. no way absolutely no way we've 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 been through this before the park is only set up for forty thousand people no and that's all it is i I think the biggest crowd they ever played was in brazil they they played legitimate hundred thousand people you look at the picture of brazil and you look at the picture of central park and central park is not even half of brazil no i I would like to see i'd like to see the photos now i will agree that some of the festivals are larger but the festival wasn't just for DMB though. Yeah, it wasn't just for DMB, but we've gone through this before. And there's a you can go over. I'm not going to pull up now, and I'm not going to tell you where to find it. But if you go into the forum thread, you'll see a thread. You'll find a thread eventually about Central Park. You will see a post from me, Jake, in there with all the links about all the numbers oh, and everything I see. like this that. Is, this is something you're and really passionate about. I am because okay. it's because it's a bunch of bullshit, really. It's, it's you know, nobody's seen a million people there. Nobody there wasn't a million nobody people. Nobody said a million. Free. No, but nobody that's what said the, a million. But that's what the crowd was estimated no, for. No, it wasn't. Uh, it was a hundred thousand. Slow down, slow down, slow down. That was the crowd estimate for um what's the country guy that changed in uh the the what's his name? Uh Give me something more to work with. Oh, come on. That's that stupid song that everybody's singing. I got friends in lonely places. That guy. Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. He played when, Central Park? He played Central Park. They said there was a million people there. It's the same spot no, where DMB played. Nobody said a million people. They did. No. It's a it's a bunch of crap. There was 40,000 people there. Somebody on Twitter said a million people, and that's what you're comparing it to. No. It's, it's literally – it's not – that's not the crowd that it was there. Okay, so it, it, I would say it's a hundred thousand. Anyway, 
Um, you can't steal it from me, Jake. It was one of the best shows. Oh that yeah, I've I mean, seen. It, was, it was a great show. I mean, I watched it on the stream. I remember it well. I sat upstairs with a glass of wine and watched it. It was it was a lot of fun. But there was not 100,000 people there. Um, little inside baseball for you. I originally wrote these questions out with uh, Matt forgetting that he was traveling to the Bernie show. So um, some of these are going to go in not the order you would expect because I'm going to ask another question or answer another question. But it's from my good friend uh, Mark Getz. He's at uh, Larry Boa, Boa34. What are your favorite openers? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Free Dodo. You know, I can't go wrong with a Seek Up opener. Yes, yes can't go wrong with that but my personal favorite is actually best of what's around really i, I really like that i saw it open in giant stadium in 1998 i just think it's a really fun opener i would take the stone opener with oh. a seek up midset i mean seek up is is awesome opener but i think a seek up midset is more impactful than a stone midset so i'll take a stone opener and then a seek up mid set. I can't I can't argue that either because that stone opener is great. Saw that in West Palm Beach night two of uh, twenty ten. That yeah. that both those shows were really, really good. That was night two was the Cortez the Killer with um with Warren Haynes on there. That was just a fun time. Which I also got at uh, Central Park. Yes you did. Yeah, which uh, that's the bonus points right there. Um how about this question? Jay uh Forrest? Is that how you say it, Jake? I'm, I'm assuming so, or I would say force, <laughs> force double S at J force double S um, says at ants marching with the band taking a break from touring in 2017. Is there any chance of a fall slash winter tour this year? Hashtag ants podcast. Hashtag free dodo. What do you think, Jake? No. Yeah, I would say there isn't. They have really talked up that this is going. They want to close this out at the gorge. Um, this year they've ordered the tour so that that can happen normally well not normally I would say in, in recent times um, you know they've done the gorge on Labor Day weekend and then followed up with the West Coast tour after that this year they fit in a couple West Coast dates and then finish at the gorge I think that's intentional kind of a little going off I think I've talked on the podcast before too that from my estimates this th- this will be the one millionth concert goer at the gorge Yes. Um, this week at this def- that weekend also, I think that's just a high note to go on on, and so, you know, it, it just doesn't seem likely by any means that the band is going to do a fall winter tour. There's just no indication. They uh, everything against it, especially with also moving Seaville all the way to the front of the tour at, with like four weeks notice. I mean, if they if they wanted to do Seaville big, give it more than four weeks notice, do it after the gorge. But clearly they felt the need to not do anything after the gorge. So exactly. I think it's uh, pretty much uh, we're going to be on a long hiatus, at least as things look right now. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Dongo41 at Dongo41 asks at Ants Marching, will you get a chance to select another live tracks in the future? Maybe we could help since the warehouse hasn't done it in a long time. Hmm. We meaning the uh, people of ants and not just the staff of ants as it went last time. Um, going to keep this short and sweet. You can read into it however you like. Yes. I just left a little dramatic pause there after that. I like to, that. That's you know, very, uh, and also very be- good. And also because I was trying to do some thinking based on what, what your answer. So that's, uh, uh, that's a pretty good little thing. Oh, we'll, we'll stay tuned to that. Well, let's just jump into the next one. Big Tim. Big Timmy tweets. 
says Ants Marching. Can you describe the circumstances slash moment you first heard DMB and what were your feelings were? Uh, hashtag Free Dodo. Hashtag Ants Podcast. First time. First time. <coughs> moment you first heard. Okay, not seen. Sorry. First heard the band. Well, I mean, I don't know exactly. I mean, I know when I really started to get into it, I would say, you know, I probably first heard uh, uh, the music video for like, I don't know, maybe Don't Drink on MTV, Don't Drink the Water. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, definitely probably via MTV, if I had to guess, back when they played music videos. Um, was the first time I heard it. And then I remember going to the library Yes, library and checking out uh, any DMB CD that they had and um, getting that it. Could, that's the most Joe M thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Got the CDs from the library and um, I think I played them nonstop from that point. And I was doing some summer some summer work and uh, I think I just had that thing <laughs> on the loop nonstop. Uh, and I just suddenly like had everything like stuck in my head from that point on. So I think... If I had to guess, it was probably MTV. I don't know 100%. Or do you know 100%, Jake? I, I actually do. Um, and this is going to be a little strange. And this is I should put a little preface out that this is not story time. So just don't get anyone get confused. <laughs> but um, because I'm very old, um, the first time I heard DMB. Now, the first time I heard DMB that I, you know, I know of was I actually saw them in a show. But, I mean, I can honestly say I don't know. You know I don't remember anything about that. But the time that I knew that I was listening to something that I was like, hey, this is pretty good from a band that I don't really know was uh, at the campus radio station. We had um, a lot of people had some tapes uh, from from the band, some, you know, back in the old tape trading days. And people would bring in their own tapes of, of, of music that they liked and we would play it on the station. And this is back in the day when like Blues Traveler was was small and Hootie and the Blowfish hadn't even hit yet or anything like that. And these were bands that came through Tuscaloosa when I was there. Um, and I remember that there was a song that I liked. And when I DJed occasionally, I would try to get the tape and I would play Dancing Nancy's. And that was really the first song that I ever had from a band that I didn't really even know who they were. They weren't like popular, like a radio band, but that was like the first song that I could say that I liked from a, like a small band and that was a song that was it it was dancing nancy's no, and nancy's. for yeah for for the longest time you know that was my favorite song um just because that was the one that i remember first going hey i like this yeah that's cool that's a good song too yeah yeah it's just it's just weird you know it's just it's it's bizarre the way it's not the way you're used to listening to music until maybe like you get to college, you're used to hearing a band on the radio or on MTV uh, back when they used to play videos and you learn about them and you go from there. But uh, on the college scene, it's a little bit different. And I just happened to be lucky enough that when I was in college, there were a tremendous amount of bands that came through mm -hmm. that made it huge. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah, it I mean, really does. It'd be cool. To, I mean, of everyone that listens to the podcast, I'm sure there's a lot of unique stories about how people first heard, and definitely has to do with it. You know, probably age. Um, you know, more, oh, yeah. more recent, probably through the internet, through friends, through maybe even like streaming radio. Some of those custom streaming radios that like make song suggestions, and right. you know, a DMB song comes up, and then versus there's going to be people all the way at the beginning that are going to say the very first time I heard is when somebody handed me a cassette tape. And I played that cassette tape, and that was the first time I ever heard them. Yeah, um, there's going to be there's quite a range of people's first experiences. Um, I got another question here from Matt Valls at at the Matt Valls. 
says, Ants Marching, um, what is the best piece of band memorabilia you all own? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Well, is Jake, is there any memorabilia that we all own together? I mean... I don't think we own any. I just, I just, I just breathed right into the microphone. Uh, but, I, well, you don't have a poster from West Palm Beach from the second Ants Party. I've already mentioned the show like twice already. For God's sakes! You love that show. I really do. I have both those posters and both those set lists. Um, so one of those set list compliments. Are you saying you. that that's something that we own all together? I don't, yeah, that's what, that's the only thing I could think of that we would all have, but I don't remember you guys buying posters. Nope, nope. Because you're not a big poster guy. Nope. I, well, I had posters early on. I think my posters are back from 99, maybe 2000. Wow, that's way back. Yeah. Got some old ones. Got some Steve Keen ones, um, which I think are like 01, maybe. Can't remember. Um, well, but so is what about individual? So yeah, maybe, I think that's really what he meant. I, I think, think that's what he you meant all, too. you all in the sense of y'all, y'all, y'all. Yeah, that's a tough word to type in the in the tweet. <laughs> y'all, autocorrect fixes it. Darn it. Yes. Um. Well, I would say my best piece of memorabilia. Um, I was lucky enough to 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 meet uh, Dave and get some time with him, and I had him sign an album. And ironically, I think the album is stand up because I uh, found out I was going to meet him like short notice and I went to like Target or whatever. And that's the only Dave album that they had in the store. <laughs> so I pick up uh, stand up and um, got a chance to meet Dave. And so anyway, he signed it. Thanks. Thank you, Joe. Um, you know, on it. So he actually, you know, said thanks to me, which is like kind of crazy to think about. It's really, I'd say thanks to the band, but he said thank you to me because uh, he was aware of uh, what I what I and Jake and Matt do for uh, on Ants. So um, I thought that was really cool, and that's kind of my probably my most my best piece is a, a signed album from Dave that says uh, thank you to to me. Jake, what do you got? I can't. I, I'm not going to mention those shows again, so I'm going to come up with something. <laughs> to that. Just, uh, I mean, those are. I, I have both of those framed with the set list, like I said. So I'm like literally looking at both of them right this very second. Um, you know what? I actually I really like the, when I get a copy of the set list. Um, I kind of like those. I've got those laying around in some small frames. Mm-hmm. I just that's kind of cool. Um, and I have one from from uh, I think it's 2013. It is 2013 from uh, from West Palm Beach. I don't know why that one just kind of just because it has Halloween on it. And to me, Halloween is still like that thing that I, I wanted to hear for so long mm-hmm. and just, you know, I, I heard it there and I've heard it a bunch of times now, but just hearing it there and I having, having it written on the set list, it's just kind of like, wow, they planned on playing it. It's right there. And I have it. It's pretty sweet. We, yeah. uh, t- we tweeted via the DMV archive series uh, this week, a couple of handwritten set lists from 1994 um, that uh, Dave had signed to uh, Ants member Matt um, and Matt, sorry, I don't have your uh, username handy, but um that's pretty sweet to have is uh, two thousand and um, two thousand four handwritten set lists and then have them signed, you know, from Dave that, to Matt. That's I mean, that's just amazing. That's just you know, that's something we saw at the um at the I'm gonna get the name of it wrong, the big display for the DMB twenty five. What yeah. do they call it? The gallery? Retrospective. Thank you, retrospective. Inconceivable. I cannot think of that Drink. fancy word. Drink. Which, by the way, they have mentioned now, officially announced on June seventeenth. So here in a few weeks, it will make its New York appearance. 
And if you are in the greater tri-state area, I highly, highly, highly yeah, definitely recommend it. Recommend it that. Hopefully somebody yes. can check it out on June 17th and tell us um, that maybe was also at the Charlottesville show and can tell us how, uh, how it might be different. But yeah, June 17th through July 10th in New York City. Um, <laughs> check out the uh, DMB uh, official site for more details. And, and when you go there, you will see handwritten set lists. Handwritten set lists. Just like that. Hopefully. That just... if, they, if they had them in Seville, so you'd assume they'd have them there. Yeah, I, I would think so. Um, JW at uh, JW underscore Bucks asks, out of all the live tracks releases, which one is your favorite slash least favorite? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Um, it'd be very simple for us to say live track 16 since we picked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know, I, I got to say, though, honestly – I, I love Live Tracks Twenty Three. It's mm. Dave and Tim. It's it's one of my favorite shows ever. I absolutely love that. Um, least favorite. I'm not going to do all the negative, so I, I don't even care. I like them all. Um, I think they're all good. I I love the fact that people like hate on Live Tracks Ten, and I love Live Tracks Ten just because Portugal, it's in Portugal. Yeah, the Portugal. Yeah. One, yeah. Don't don't hate on that just because it's Portugal. Mm. That is the best crowd I've ever heard. At a DMB oh, show, yeah. the crowd is it's, insane, and, and it was again this year too. Oh, it's it's amazing, yeah, Ab- yeah. Portugal loves live music. <laughs> it's breaking and they news. They love Dave too. Yes, is there one that stands out to you, Joe? I'm just looking at all the list right now. Uh, I've been lucky enough to have been at a lot of them, which is pretty cool. Not really, a lot of, not a lot of them, but uh, I mean, a good a good chunk of these. Well, we we were at 28. Yep. Yep, I mean, I could just freaking run down it. There's a there's a lot that was lucky enough to be up, but I'm trying to think which one is like really go to. I I would say, what do you think of Live Tracks Eight? Is that the Hartford one? Ha, uh, Alpine or SPAC? Alpine. Oh, Alpine. Oh, that's eight, the one. Eight seven zero four. Yeah, that's the one with um, uh, the tribute to Rick James. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um. It's not my favorite. Um, I, I I like the show. I don't listen to it very much um, anymore. It's not it's not too high up on my list. Okay, but it's a good show. I I, I like the O fours. I'm not O four crazy like a lot of fans on the boards are. I know there's a lot of people that are really really high into the O fours. Um, I think the set list got a little bit redundant over and over again. Mm-hmm. So. That's just me. Yeah, I'm just looking. I don't know if there's anything else that sticks out to me. I mean, you mentioned a couple already. Um, they had that little run of the 2000 um, shows that are really, really good. And there was like two that were almost back-to-back, or they may have been back-to-back. It was like the SPAC 2000 and the Hartford um, 2000 shows that are really, really solid performance ones. I know three, one and three get a lot of love from fans yeah well i mean and just i think they were really highly adopted too as the beginning of the live tracks and i think a lot of people ended up getting those getting those and getting a lot of play they're good picks too for the first ones yeah they are yeah they're really they're really sad they've been kind of on a run lately they've been I, there's been a lot of them i really really like mm-hmm. I, I really like that one from a couple years ago that was um 131.95 i think it's live tracks 33 it's the one with the sound check jam as like the bonus track stuff okay i i really like that show it's got a great uh jimmy thing one of uh, matt's favorite songs yep. and the crowd takes over and starts singing um we want the funk it's just it's just the craziest jimmy thing exactly 
It's I, it's fantastic. It's hard to beat Live Tracks. Uh, was it thirty seven too? Which is, is that? That's the that's the the nineteen ninety three album. Oh yeah, the nineteen ninety two. Ninety two, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, because it's just I, it just sounds so amazing. Yeah, I mean it's just it's to have that performance. It's just it's 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 unbelievable. It's really it's inconceivable. I played that at a couple tailgates this summer already. So um, ah, if you go by if you go by tailgate play, that has um, that is doing very well. That is winning. Excellent, uh, uh, Christopher Hallam uh, at um, Hallam at Hallam. That's all it is. Sorry, um, asked hashtag ants podcast. What's a past column slash feature of your site that has uh, of your site has done the most that you're proud of. I just butchered that question. No, Basically, it's actually typed kind of bad, but yes. Uh, okay, I know what he's trying to say. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, um, there was there was a couple, there was a couple that I did. You know, I, I like I like the whole Lily White story just because I, I think it kind of took everything and summed up what was going on back then. But the one that I, I really really liked, and I have to give all the credit to Joe M for this, is Joe said to me, "Hey, why don't you um." get a hold of Mark Robach and uh, talk to him about song that Jane likes. And um, I did that and, and I've stayed in contact with Mark for a number of years now. He's a really, really good guy. Um, so I, I like that because Mark was fantastic and really had a lot of great detail about early, early, early days. And he still remembered that song so much. And it, it was really cool. Just the conversation with him was just, that was good. I like that because we became friends off it too, which was, which was cool. Which I really, really liked. That stands out. I would say, you know what, I mind that this one's a little bit off the beaten path. Maybe I don't know if this is where the the, the question's going from, but um, I would say the Cali interviews. Oh yeah. Um, you know, now if you're not familiar with the Cali interviews, um, Cali, longtime <sighs> DJ of from Boston. Um, you know, real close and to Florida the, and Florida now, and I think lives in Florida now. Um, you know, real close with uh, the band. Got a chance would anytime the band would come out to the Boston area, um, Callie would get one of the members and uh, do some interviews, and he'd even do it. Uh, you know, maybe sometimes via the phone off off tour time too. And so, um, you know, while Callie isn't necessarily you know um, associated with uh, Ants, you know, we've partnered with him to put all of those the interviews, all the audio from those interviews, hosted them up on the site, and they are some of the best um, DMB band interviews or columns or whatever you want to call them out there. Just some really good insight into the band and just getting the band opens up and talks. It's just not your typical, you know, one word answers. So I think that's just, if you haven't checked those out, you know, and something from the past that you, you know, maybe you missed out on, I'd highly recommend the Cali interviews. He, he really asks fantastic questions. That is one of my favorite pictures, by the way, Joe, it is of you, me, Matt, Rodrigo, and Callie, and it's from uh, Charlottesville in 2010. Do I have that picture? I don't even know. I don't if know. I do, if, you, if you don't, I will get you a copy. Nice. Of it. Yes. But uh, highly recommend, highly, highly recommend um, that. Um, let's see here. Question, questions. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Scott, how do you say this, Jake? Uh, <laughs> I, I believe it's Bietti. Bietti. Uh, Scott Bietti. At Scott Bietti says, Ants Marching, hashtag Ants Podcast. I'm impressed by the amount of unreleased songs being played uh, pretty consistently. How will this change over tour? 
So how will this um, over the tour change? Will it? Would we think we're going to get more, get less? And I know Jake, you're on the opinion that we think we're going to keep getting more. I think. Um, I I still do. Even even with the little lull that we've hit, I still think we're going to get more music. Yeah. And, and, and when unreleased, let's just be clear, there's a, unreleased is a big category. Unreleased can be considered, hey, we got the three new songs this year. Those are unreleased. Right. right? But at the same time, you can consider things like Granny or Death on the High Seas or, you know, just even older songs that are unreleased. Right. Uh, I mean, most of the 04s, all of the 06s. Yeah. And, and they're playing a lot of those. Are, they're just songs that have not been on an album. I mean, in the spirit of your answer to this question, were you talking new songs that we have not heard unreleased or are you talking unreleased in the in the general sense i thought he meant unreleased as in 04s 06s stuff like that okay that's the way i took the question and, and you think and you think there's more to come i think there's more to come and i and i don't know if they're going to do anything else new new um but i think there's more stuff to come you that's don't think, you don't think we'll hear that one other new song i think we'll hear one more new song. I, you know, I, I, I thought so, but... Yeah, but then, like, uh, why why not bring it out right away, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it just kind of kind of made me wonder a little bit. Um, it might be one of those things where the band is, like, works these three for a while, and they're like, all right, it's time to mix it up, and let's let's fit, fit in one other one and rotate. And now we have four to rotate among, and that way they don't, you know, burn them up themselves out on it. Exactly. That's kind of what I was thinking. Although they have uh, a few times not played... Um, some of the uh, the new songs, they have, they ha- yeah, yeah, they haven't. Yeah, taken, so I'm taking the night off. Exactly. Uh, Joshua Renninger asks at uh, Josh DMB fan, uh, "Do you collect the posters? And if so, do you hang them all up?" I did not realize that question was coming. I should have because I'm going <laughs> to put them in there. Well, guess what? I got two. I'm looking at right now. Have I mentioned that? Um, obviously, you don't collect them anymore. I, uh, I I really don't quote unquote. I own one, two, three four five so i have five posters three are up um actually that's not right one two three four five six i own six posters and four are up i've got the two that i mentioned i've got the creature from the black lagoon poster from jacksonville and i've got the shark poster from uh night two in 2013 from west palm beach those are the four i have up i do have the van poster that i picked up in charlottesville this year Um, that I plan on hanging up. And I have one from last year in West Palm Beach that I will eventually hang up. So I'm running out of room. Well, that's right here. I mean, a a lot of people get the poster each year, and then uh, there's not enough room to hang them. You have to make a whole DMV room, which is pretty sweet. Um, But even then, in some cases, you just have to have an hour portfolio um, just to be able to flip through them just because um, they add up after the years. Exactly. (laughs) I I, I will say I I did get... um, I did get two posters from Europe, um, so I, oh. I did have two recent ones, and uh, I got I got the one from Dublin, which thanks to a good friend Alexi out there for helping me score it. Um, it was a it was a mess. They actually messed up the posters. I think there's probably no more than a few hundred uh, or less of the poster. They they severely messed it up. And um, what, what do you mean they severely messed it up? Um, there, something happened either in printing or in shipping um, because uh, they had about like I said, less than a hundred. I don't even know at, at the actual venue. Um, they were, they were gone in two seconds and, and they, I think the staff was being told just sell them and get rid of them because we, I don't think they want to, it to be as apparent that they messed up. 
And so there's just tons and tons of people trying to find posters for that Dublin show. It does not exist. They, I think they mis, misprinted or misshipped or got damaged. And um, the artist then released uh, the artist. If you're not aware, if you miss out on a poster, um, find out who the artist is that did the poster. And they will release artist prints. I think they do usually a count of about 50, if I'm not mistaken. They'll release them online usually sometime after the show. Um, there's no guarantee when after the show. In this case, the Dublin one came months and months after the Dublin show. Um, but you, you might be able to get, be lucky enough to catch those posters. They go literally within, you know, I'll say minutes, but very fast. They'll post them, and you have to be quick to, to, to get them. Um, but it is another way to get a poster from a show if you weren't able to get it. But I was lucky enough to get that poster, and um, the reason I wanted to get that poster was I was also lucky enough to get one of those um, Dave signed set list and that he draws a picture on so I got a, I got the Dublin set list with um, a, a Dave drawing and signature and I wanted to pair that up with the poster oh. so I got I got the poster from that oh that sounds very cool yeah but uh, and I will hang that one which will be oh you know what right behind me I don't know if you call this a poster I guess it's a poster it's um the Central Park when I was talking about the show before uh, <laughs> I have the Dave Memphis Live in Central Park September 24, 2003 poster hanging above me right now I guess um, so I have one hanging to answer that question <laughs> I forgot I even had that there Sitting we're right just going to talk about things that are like immediately in front of us you know? <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot that that was there uh, how about a question Jake uh, is it me? I thought it was you. Uh, you know what? I already asked that question. Okay, cool. I've made it. I've made a terrible uh, clerical error. So you can just go on to uh, Kevin's question. Oh, well, Kevin Bang four twenty asks Ant Marching uh, really liked the hashtag Spac fifty documentary. What are Yin's favorite oh. U.S. venue for hashtag DMB and why? Hashtag Ants Marching, hashtag Jake Hates Everything. Wow, I like that. Look at that hashtag. What the? Hashtag Jake Hates Everything. Oh yins. my God. Yins. We got a little Yin's in there. You yeah. Might, you might have to explain me, what Yin's is. Me and Kevin are going to be balanced. So what are Yin's doing? You know what, yins. What, what for eats have ya? Yin's. Um, those that don't know, there was this the SPAC 50 documentary. We retweeted it. Um, I uh, I did not get a chance to watch. It. I think they streamed it. Um, did you check it out at all, Jake? I, I actually missed it, uh, okay. unfortunately. Um, but I, I I would I'm very interested in seeing it. But unfortunately, I've not seen it yet, so I can't comment to that. Um, I you know what? You've been to every venue twice, so I thought that <laughs> I'm not, not sure if you can narrow it down. It's like picking your favorite kid. Yeah, I, I would say you know what I tell people about SPAC is. SPAC has got it, it, nearly every seat in the place. It's it's not the the biggest venue by any means. It's two levels, quite unique. Um, so it becomes this wall of sound, and every seat in the house is a really, you know, dedicated DMB fan. So if you want to hear, you know, Louis Louis outro as loud as ever sing, you want to hear some two step chants or something. You know, you want to hear crowds singing along. You I doubt you're going to hear it any you know, louder and better than SPAC, just given the, the setup. And then also it's, you know, DMB country right there. You know, it's right in that corridor of just a lot of people have access to getting to SPAC that have been DMB fans for a long time. So um, just makes for a really, really good show. Alpine is um, just amazing site. Uh, the, just a sea of people, you know, um, as far as you can see, you know, you, you get the field DMB. The tailgate scene is unlike any other at Alpine. So if you consider that part of it, highly recommend Alpine. And then the last one, Gorge. I, I tell people, 
even if you don't go for a D&B show, go to the Gorge. Just see any music you can at the Gorge. There's plenty of concerts out there. There's festivals, Sas- Sasquatch Festival, um, you know, whoever it may be. It's just unbelievable how beautiful a place to see a concert is. Um, and so if you, if you rank it, those things, each of those I gave kind of a different category. You know, most beautiful, most, you know, uh, crowd kind of uh, sing-along, and then just, like, biggest venue with the sea of people and great tailgate. You know, it's kind of what I would I would boil it down to. But I literally fall in love with venues. I, I, I just don't like the cookie-cutter the venues, you know, and um, those are the ones that are, you know, kind of most disappointed by. But there is th- just beyond good venues, even just from those three. Blossom is great. Deer Creek, a little bit cookie-cutter, but just a very unique venue. Um, love, love me some West Palm. Um, again, more than just the actual cookie cutter music venue, it's the stuff that's around it too. So, I don't know. You any anything else from you, Jake? You want to add? Oh, I'm just going to answer for Matt instead, and I'm going to say Blossom. <laughs> he loves that place. He loves SPAC too. I, I, but he he does. He really really likes uh, Blossom as that kind of one off one off place. As far as the venue goes, I actually loved Bethel. I thought Bethel was yeah. just was just beautiful. I mean, right. re- I mean, it was new too, which was nice. I thought it was gorgeous. But getting in and out of there, I mean, literally, I could still be stuck in traffic four years later. Right. It, it was the Terrible. absolute worst. I hate that. that 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 can ruin a venue very quick, and actually, Blossom can get ruined by that um, by that parking. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Amber Rose Knight um, at uh, Amber Rose asks uh, at Ants Marching. I've heard the stories, rumors about why Mother Father has never been played, but what's the truth? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Free Dodo. Um, there aren't any because I don't think Amber Rose actually meant to say Mother Father because she says never been played. I think she meant to say Dreams of Our Fathers. You think that's what she meant, Joe? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's never been played, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Mother Father has been played. It hasn't been played in a long time because it's not that good. Um, these rumors, stories about why Dreams of Our Fathers has never been played is because Dave can't rap slash sing and play guitar that fast. <laughs> um and that's probably true because there are some sound checks floating around from 2001 that if you know where to look, you can find, and they ain't pretty. The, the attempt, attempts to play. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, people have said before, and we've talked about it before in past podcasts, that, you know, Tim could play on it and they could do it. I mean, for the sake of playing it, yeah, they could do it like that, but really, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't need my everyday badge from the hub that bad. Yes, please. <laughs> Don't even play it. What, what's what's some of the wild stories though that why why, why it hasn't been played? I think that I think that's just what what it is. It's just that he can't do it. Okay. I don't think it's anything nefarious or or inconceivable. Inconceivable. Yes. Cheers. Um, Isaac Reed at Isaac Reed says, "Ants marching. What is the percentage chance that Dodo is played this summer?" Hashtag Ants podcast. And, and, and editorial note: No hashtag free dodo is part of this question. That's which is insane. Right, what, what's up with that? Hashtag free dodo. Um, percentage chance that dodo is played this summer? I mean, pfft. all right, I'm an engineer, so I can't say a hundred. So ninety nine percent. Jake, you think you, I I I'm not an engineer, so I'll say a hundred. There you go. <laughs> it's going to be played. It's going to be played because of you people. 
you people that have done that, you bought out the shirts again. I have zero shirts left. Thank you very much for your support, and thank you very much for freeing Dodo because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's yes. Hundred percent from Jake, ninety nine from me, only because I'm not allowed to say a hundred. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Bruce W, our good friend Bruce W at Who's Bruce, Ooh. asks, uh, "What's your favorite non DMB, which would be Dave Solo, Dave and Tim, Dave and Friends, etc. Show experience and why?" Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Free Dodo. Uh, I feel it coming on, Joe. Uh-oh. I've, Uh-oh. I've got a story to tell. Ah, uh, hold on. It's time to grab your warm milk, the afghan on the couch, and curl up next to the fire for another episode of Storytime with Grandpa Jake. Uh, let me tell a story. I've got many stories to tell, but let me go way, way back to uh, 1997. Day off from work uh, up at the Worldwide Leader, allegedly, in sports in Bristol, Connecticut, and, the, and Dave Matthews and... Tim Reynolds were playing a show in Providence, Rhode Island. And I said, well, it's only two hours away. I'm off. What the heck? Why don't I just drive down there? Um, I'll see if I can pick up a ticket someplace. Um, I know it's sold out, quote unquote. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want to scalp. I don't even know if there's going to be scalpers, but there might be tickets available somehow. So I drove down. Uh, I think the show probably started about you know, the, the, Entrance time was about eight o'clock or so. And I was at the venue at about three 30. And, and I, I got into town about a half an hour before that into Providence. I went to this bar that uh, made its own beer, um, which at the time was very, very unique. I, I don't recall the name of it, but they had some great beer. I remember that, which ironic now that, you know, that's all I drink basically is people that make their own beer around here <laughs> in, in central Florida. But uh, so I went over there to the venue and I walked over, I parked my car pretty far away and, uh, it was, the concert was held at Johnson and Wales university. They had a, a nice theater, uh, that was not anywhere close to the campus. It was way, way far away. I parked at a high school in like a parking lot, walked up to the venue and there were two people standing in line. I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. So I, I walked up and I, I stood behind them. And, uh, you know, I just chatted them up because that's what I do. And they're like, hey, how are you? You know, yeah, we've seen every show this tour. And it was like, what? And these were people in their um, little older than me at the time. So they were in their their late 20s, early 30s. And I was like, wow, how in the world are you doing that? And they said, well, we come up here and we're basically we're first in line. And there's always tickets that the band leaves for people. And if those people don't show up after the show starts, they'll sell them back to the fans. So we've purchased tickets for every single show like this, and we've gotten in every single show. And the seats are usually great because of that, because they're like, what I know now is friends and family, but at the time, I didn't know what it was. I said, "But okay, <laughs> that sounds good enough for me. Mm-hmm. So I was third in line, and I waited from 3.45 until 8 o'clock. And, and Joe, you know me, and Matt, if Matt were here, Matt knows me, and anyone listening that knows me knows that I have the bladder of a small rodent. <laughs> so t- needless to say, this was the most painful thing I've ever 
endured in my whole entire life to the point where I was like sweating and it's snowing and I'm from Florida. I mean, I lived up there, but still I'm from Florida. It's, it's like 25 degrees. It's snowing. I'm like, this is like the most miserable experience of my whole entire life. And the people behind me are all drinking in line nice. and, and they're sneaking off and they're going, they're like, yeah, go right around the corner. There's like a little alleyway that you could relieve yourself. And I'm like, can we just stop talking about this? And I'm just absolutely dying. So um, I'm not going to say that I peed in public because it's against the law and I don't know what the laws are. But at one point I did walk away and a person was very kind enough to hold my spot for me. And I did walk away and I did not use the bathroom because that's illegal to pee outside. And I certainly didn't pee on a couple as they were making out in the alleyway. I mean, that's <laughs> that, that absolutely didn't happen if, if I did. So if, you know, if you're listening to this and you actually got peed on in 1997, it, it wasn't me because that's illegal and I didn't do it. However, um, I eventually made it back to the line and I stood there and with the door wide open and I listened to uh, the music play and I could hear the very first song, uh, which they opened with Warehouse with Passion. I could hear them playing um, 41 and finally they decided to sell back the tickets and they had four tickets available. And thankfully, because I was third in line, I was able to get that third ticket. Nice. So I walked in and I was like, sixth or seventh row up on the left-hand side just an absolutely fantastic seat and it was a, just a, a special special show and just great there was a that was when they played captain which went by crazy little thing and deed is done back to back to back got to hear dave singing angel from montgomery uh let you down was played so looking back on it now it was amazing but just the experience of getting there was was awesome and then getting that ticket like that which i can't believe mm -hmm. was was even better and then on the way back driving back um just as i passed by foxwoods casino going up route two um i realized that i could hear this kind of boom 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 sound and i had a flat tire and i pulled into the closest town i could and pulled in and stopped in a parking lot and a police officer pulled up and he's like, I could hear you driving on that thing. I was like, well, I couldn't stop. It's snowing. I had mm. to get to a road and they thankfully called me a tow truck and towed me all the way back to Bristol. Oh, all the way yeah. back. All the way back to Bristol. Yes. It was not the cheapest thing in the world, um, but it worked. I have a good DMV broke down story too, but I can, uh, it doesn't apply to this question, so I'll have to save it for another oh, save yeah, it for another time. You're gonna have to get your own little story time song. I know I'm gonna have to, uh, but I, I don't know if I have a. I don't think I can top that, Jake, because uh, it's not. I don't not a lot of non DMV that I've been to. I mean, I've been to you know whatever handful of Dave and Tim, handful of Dave and friends, no Dave and solo. So um, I don't know if I can pick you know one over any of the others. I, I will say Dave and Friends in, was it, uh, Rochester, um, was, uh, that's when they played Dave and Friends Sweet Up and Down, I believe. Oh, yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. That was pretty sweet. So That's I'll, pretty cool. I'll stick with that. Yeah, uh, but, by yeah. the way, the real answer is that I saw Dave Solo at, um, at the Everglades with my wife, but I didn't have a great story about that, so I just left that one out. <laughs> don't tell her. She's not listening anyway, so it's okay. I don't think she's listening to the podcast. <sighs> So if you funny. see her, don't mention that I didn't mention that. Just make it seem like I did. Everyone play along. Okay, cool, cool. And her okay. email address is <laughs> um, Nate uh, at Nate M underscore MCC says, Ants Marching, would Joe M 
and Jake trade any Florida or East Coast beers for ID beers? (laughs) 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 Idaho beers, I assume. Yes, yes. Um, Matt can Matt. Can too, if any, if not many are available in WA. Washington. Oh, I thought you were gonna say wah. Wah. <laughs> um, hashtag ants podcast. Um, I have never done a beer trade before. However, I have seen, and I, I will never through the mail. Um, I will totally bring some beers to a tailgate uh, at any show I'm going to. If anybody needs any beers, because that seems to be the thing happening at tailgates these days is doing beer trades. Everyone's coming from a whole bunch of different areas. Bring some beer, trade it with some others that are coming from a different area. So um, I will definitely do uh, any beer trades at a show if anybody needs anything. But traditionally in the area I'm at, um, we are pretty much the the last to get any special kind of beers. Uh, and anything that is local here seems to be able to get freely available everywhere else. So I think, Jake, you probably get a little bit better selection in Florida. I, I do. I've never done a beer trade either, and um, at the time, I didn't realize Matt was going to be feeling his burn, so I was hoping that he was going to help us out with this question, so we will address that another time um, when when he gets back. Um, feeling um, your burn. Yes, and I'm skipping the next question because we skipped it. Um, or did we? Are we bringing that question back? You see which one I'm talking about there, Joe? Oh, they, they hit that one. Um, yeah. Do you I want don't... me to do it, or...? I don't have a good answer for it. So ask it, and we'll just have not a good answer for it. <laughs> okay. It's from our good friend Will Sinclair at Sinclair Will. Um, and we moved this question around, Will, so apologize for that. But um, what is your favorite pre-order bonus disc? Hoping for something cool with the crash re-release. Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Free Dodo. Hashtag What Album. Good job. Hashtag What Album. That's got awesome. All, got all the hashtags in there. <laughs> he, got all, he got all of them in there. Um you know, I'm hoping for something really cool from Crash also because we got that granny unreleased uh, studio version. I'm hoping we get something um, from that. You know, there's some alleged songs from um, Crash that would be very, very interesting, uh, including Deed is Done. That would be fantastic. As far as my favorite pre-order bonus disc. I mean, can, I, I wow. think, can anything be this, – does this, does this one count? The one that is called a limited edition companion, and that's the you know stand up encore disc. Um, it's, it's really good. I mean, <laughs> how can it you really is? That? It's got a B side of Joyride, a B side of Trouble with You, then a B side of you know Batson and Carter jamming out, and then you know uh, five oh four songs. Recently, crashing to me, hello again, Sugar Will, and typical situation. I mean, and you said you didn't have a good answer. Jeez, Joe. Well, I just knew I liked that one, but I mean, does it count? Is that considered a pre-order? I think so. I think I think that counts. I mean, it's tough to beat that one. That's a good one. You know, there's there's a couple that stand out to me. Uh, the double down from the Dave and Tim from Vegas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that one. I think the one that keeps popping up to me is Live Trucks 28 because I think I have to mention only like three shows the entire freaking podcast. <laughs> um, but just because that last stop was so special, um, and I just remember the, the kind of the vibe and it, as everything happened during during that kind of the 40 into last stop when we were all standing there, it was just. That's something just because I was there, it kind of really stands out to me. I, I really like that one a lot. You know, nobody ever mentions the Wrigley 
um, bonus because really, if you got the Wrigley bonus, you got the first night of the show. Right. Which is kind yeah. of, that's kind of a cool bonus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, really, how do you go wrong with that? <laughs> how do you go wrong and get a full show as the, as the pre order? Yeah. I, I feel like that show doesn't get the credit it shouldn't get. And I know, I remember um, there were some issues. <laughs> let, me, let me make sure I understand that. You're saying it should be getting a lot of credit that it's undeserving, but it's not even getting that credit. Correct. It's okay. it's it it doesn't deserve the credit that it's not getting. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Is that clear enough? Yeah. Um, I remember there were some issues uh, with some CDs that weren't playing back properly, and that some people had to send back CDs and such. Mine played back, so I, I was lucky. I didn't have any problems with that. I kind of like that show. Um, I kind of think it's a, it's a cool little show that sort of gets forgotten, which is unfortunate. So, yeah, eh, I like uh, it. Well, should we do this next one here? <laughs> It'd be funny. <laughs> which one? <laughs> <laughs> we'll save Clare. it. We'll yeah. See Will Sinclair, another another one gets in there. Um, says Ants marching. What <laughs> equipment are you running for the podcast? And then for hashtags. Hashtag Ants Podcast, hashtag Free Dodo, 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 hashtag Free Dodo. I think he just filled up the uh, character limit on uh, Twitter with hashtag Free Dodos there. Good for him. Yeah. Um, you would laugh if you knew the equipment that we used to record this podcast. Uh, I, 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 would, I would leave. Wait, should we say anything more than that, Jake? Nope. I think I think that's plenty. Um, speaking of Will Sinclair, at Sinclair Will asked, uh, how can I make Jake say inconceivable on air so everyone drinks with my question this week? Hashtag answer the podcast. Hashtag free dodo twice. Uh, oh, think- you, you shortcut it there. I did because I didn't want to say it seven times. Cheers. Cheers to you. You just did well. Congratulations. Uh, hey, Berto at Hey Berto says, Ants Marching, Dave's voice sounds rough these days. Can't hit like it like he used to. Is it me or is it getting worse? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Free Dodo. I actually, um, actually, I don't know. I mean, these days, depends on what you mean by these days. I actually think last year was one of the, the most recent good years for Dave's voice. I think it was really, really good last year. I think this year started rough, but I think it's just natural, you know, starting rough and kind of getting it into shape again. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know that it's that that rough and, and are getting worse. I mean, he's clearly writing songs that have a lot of falsetto in them. You'd think, hey, I'm concerned about falsetto. I'm not going to write any of these new songs having that. It's exactly the opposite. They all kind of yeah, have, exactly. these, have these falsettos. So I think... I think it's there. I think it's just rough, rough at the start of the tour here. I think last year was great. Um, some of, I mean, some of the um, watchtowers. I think it was that he was holding on to that watchtower note like the long, really, really long. Um, you know, it's really impressive. Uh, you know how long he was holding those notes for. So I don't know. You have any thoughts, Jake? I actually kind of agree with everything you said. I, I think that last year he was fantastic, like you said, and I agree with you that this year's just you know. Sometimes you, you just don't hit the notes right. It, it's okay. Dave sings very complicated songs. Mm-hmm. Earlier this year, I saw Pearl Jam, um, which was the first time I'd seen the full band Pearl Jam play. And I and I read a lot of, of some uh, hardcore fans, sort of like in the Ants um, realm of of Pearl Jam fans, saying things like, "Oh wow, you know Eddie's really sounded good this year." You know, because there's other years that he sounds rough. Mm-hmm. 
there's not a whole lot of difference between kind of Dave and Eddie in their voice. Right. They they both sing really super complicated songs that people think are a lot easier to sing than they really are. Um, and, that, and that really goes big time with Dave. I mean, like you were saying, the falsetto stuff, it's not easy to sing a lot of songs. No. You, you know what song's really tough to sing? Kit Kat Jam. That's really, really hard to sing, hmm. actually, in key. Hmm. <laughs> without Because you got to go from low to hit that that end of the first verse mm -hmm. and that ain't the easiest thing in the world to do there's not a lot of professional singers that can do that and i wouldn't i wouldn't voice your, your own voice huh? I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't i see what you did there wait 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 for, wait wait i got this wait yeah i wouldn't um i wouldn't base your opinion off of um what you're hearing off of the new songs and what you th you know what sounds like dave's voices maybe rough or cracking i, I think he's just building up confidence for those so i I don't think you should form your opinion on those songs either. Yeah, I, I think the guy can still sing. <laughs> yeah, he can still sing. Uh, how about this one? Um, Mike Wilson at Flames underscore the man says, Ants Marching, can you guys have an Ants party at the Gorge this year? Hashtag Ants Podcast, hashtag Free Dodo. Uh, this is a very good question, Jake. Uh, it is a good question. You know, logistically, I think that it's impossible to do, I would it, say, to do it to the same level that we hold the, the ants parties to be. Right. It's, um, it's literally impossible to do that. Do I think that there could be a gathering where it could be like a, if you're here, follow us on Twitter and we're going to announce that we're all here and everybody stop by. Which we've done, which we've done in the past. We've had, right, uh, which which we've, we've done had in the past. RV or something like that, and stop by and uh, say hi. Or we also had like, um, you know, the bottle openers and stuff like that. But as far right. as I agree with it, an ants party for at least for what we hold it to, um, it, we wouldn't have that. But we'll definitely could have um, ants gatherings like a little bit like in the past. Yeah, I th I think that that's really the best that we could hope for. Um, Dave had 77, which is Taylor. Uh, we met him over at the uh, Seville party, by the way, um, asked at Ants Marching, talk about the origins and or process on buses stuff being released just to make RCA happy or more to it. Hashtag Ants Podcast. Um, Taylor, I'm going to take you to task for this because this is a unbelievable pet peeve of mine as a telecommunication and film major from a prestigious university that prides itself on journalism. I detest the question. Talk about, talk about, talk about. You know who does it a lot? Mike Golick does that a lot. I like Mike Golick a lot. I I worked with Mike Golick. I actually like. I actually think he's a really good guy, but he's not a journalist, and he does this all the time with his interviews. I just want to strangle the radio. Talk do, about do talk the about. interview for me. Do, do do the interview for me. Exactly. It's basically it's like, hey, listen, I've got this set of things I want to talk about. I want to write about rather. So you just fill in the quotes for me. That's what talk about means. Don't ask questions like that. Don't do it. Don't. It drives me nuts. If you hear somebody do that and they're a professional journalist, he's, go, he's, why? He's in limited Twitter space. He would give I, you a full length question if he could in person. I know. I, I'm. He's a nice guy. I get it. Yes, I know. Sorry, pet peeve. So much. speaking about I, it, talk about I, it. Talk, sure, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that's not what it was. I think the band just got to that point where they were ready because they knew that the fans liked it, would like it. They just had to get to that point where they were happy with it. And after playing it for a year, they realized that there was a spot they could get to. 
and um, and that, I think that's what it that's all there was to it. And from what I understand, that session was really really fast. They went through it pretty quickly, um, and it worked out. And, and you could say what you want about it, but you know what? You never know came from that session. Hmm. So, and I'm a big fan of that song, so I'm okay with it. Nice. Yes. Um, here's another one, if you don't mind me going. Mm-hmm. It's from Jimbo at uh, Clee Jimbo asks at Ants Marshing, why do you think DMB is so divisive? divisive? They have a huge fan base, but lots of people think they're garbage. Well, you know what? <laughs> you know, Jimbo. <laughs> Let's teach you about of- life. Let me tell you about life, Jimbo, okay? You know what? A lot of people think Cleveland is garbage, okay, Jimbo? I, I, I hate to break it to you, but, you know, it's like the old Yakov Smirnoff joke, you know? Oh, in Russia, we have a place we make fun of, too. It's called Cleveland. Okay, so, I mean, so, people even think – some people out there even think having money is garbage I mean, or, exactly. or, or whatever. I mean, that, you know, garbage is king, you know? Um they find every opinion, but no. I just to take the question a little bit more seriously, I would say, yes, DMB is very polarizing. Um, extremes, lots of fat people that really enjoy them, and then lots of people that love enjoy to hate them. Um, right. And I, and I think actually that that kind of develops itself when you find any anything out there that people really really get into and really really like. That naturally naturally creates people that feel just as passionately against it. Um, it just naturally happens. And um, uh, I would say, you know, that's where so many people come that think that it's just not their thing. It's because it's there's so many people that it is their thing and that they want to go out of their way to, you know, separate themselves. Whether or not they actually <laughs> think it is garbage <laughs> or not, um, it's just one of those kind of social things, I believe. I don't know if you, you have any thoughts on that, Jake. I have a friend of mine that's a big fan of Tom Petty who can't stand Dave Matthews Van because Tom Petty's ab- adage is don't Boris get to the course. <laughs> and, and that's the absolute opposite of DMB. Right. Um, when DMB did running down a dream, I played it for him and he listened to it and he went, you know what? That's the best cover of a Tom Petty song I've ever heard in my whole entire life. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Do you know why? Because DMB is really, really talented, yeah, and and that's what it is. I can get behind talent, and if you know people don't like it, that's fine. They, right. You know, that that's what it comes down to. Yeah, but that's a part of it too. Some people they they, they want the three minute song that has the chorus, has the hook, and is out. And if you're not that, then you're not what they want. Exactly. Um, Branty underscore nine. Yes. Yeah, Branty underscore. He's nine. from uh, the United Kingdom, actually. Hey, what's up, he's, a, he's a big. Uh, Football fan, I believe you people call it. Yes, uh, 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 not American football. The other one. Yes, um, go Arsenal. Which the, the fi- one, the one in the other 160 countries. <laughs> Which five live songs define DMB's changing sound over the last 25 years? Hashtag DMB25. Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Free Dodo. Hashtag I was too slow for the Free Dodo shirt. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Should talk to Marcus, who is your the the who is the overseas distri- international distribution. Yes, and and I've sent Branty a shirt before. He's ordered before. In fact, sometimes uh, sources close to me say that sometimes European 
um, buyers of clothing get um, hidden little keychains in their packages. I'm not saying that Marcus has two coming his way. I'm just <laughs> saying that it's possible because I know Branty got one before. Um, do you think he meant, Joe, like how the so- songs have changed through time? Which five live songs define DMB's changing sound over the last five, uh, 25 years? I mean, like, you could look, look at a couple of different ways. It's like, could you list five songs that show assets change? Like, here's one and then where it ends? Or just five kind of currently that are very different? I, probably the first thing, right? I, I would think so, yeah. But now that you mentioned the second part, it kind of makes me wonder. Because the first thing that popped in my head was just kind of two-step. And two-step is very, very different from its early stages even from the live performances in 92 mm-hmm. even though it sounds the same it's really not so that was the thing that stood out and i was kind of thinking like don't drink the water as far as pacing goes because that's sort of the example of how dmb sometimes starts off with songs slowly performed mm-hmm. and then eventually they're performed at light speed yeah <laughs> very fast yeah I mean, it's hard to say because i'll, I'll say dmb sound even in one period even within one or two years is very different right this this few songs that can just be completely different i would say in general it's hard to pick five songs i would say in general though i would say if you look at the end half or the most recent half the band is really gets a kick out of time signatures yes like just lo- non-traditional time signatures right i mean and i know we got um what is it uh is it uh, Dreaming Tree? Seven. Or, uh, what's the old, old, which one is a old songs kind of in a different time signature? Well, I think, uh, I think Rapunzel even. Rapunzel, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they got, there's some that they mixed up back then, but now, yeah, Seven, without a doubt, you know, and why they love playing it so much. Uh, the band is very much into that kind of funky kind of time signatures or things that change in the middle of a song. Um, it happens very frequently now. So I would think that would be one right. of the characteristics. And clearly a piano would have to be incorporated somehow because that was nowhere in the beginning for the most, if you, as long as you don't call it Count Peter. Um, but really, And I guess you got Butch, but not to the same sense that a piano was involved today where you, the song can't even be played without a piano. Absolutely agree with you. Uh, Wendy, which is at Lucy Bellazzi, asks, are there any other musicians you would have started a site for with as much effort as Ants Marching uh, hashtag Ants Podcast? Um, mm, good one. Go, 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 Bordello. Damn right I would. Yeah? Going to see them next Saturday, in fact, oh, here in Orlando. Matt, Matt, would have, Matt would be all oh, over that. God, I'm not saying they're the greatest band of all time. I'm just saying they're the greatest band of all time. <laughs> Matt, would, fr- Matt would thoroughly agree. My only experience with them has was the um, the DMB 3D ex- theater experience. Remember that? Oh yeah, yes I do. Um, GoGo opened, quote unquote, opened. You know, for that, or they had a couple songs from them in there, I believe. Yes. Um, that's been my only experience, unfortunately. They are one of the greatest live acts I've ever seen in my whole entire life. I like it. Uh, they're they are. I would have. I probably would have. I've said this many times. Is I probably would have. I'm a big Radiohead fan too. Uh, problem is Radiohead. Radiohead does not um, tour the U.S. or tour in general, but definitely not the right. U.S. all that frequently. Um, so it makes it uh, difficult to uh, to do to the same level that um, that I do with DMB. So um, if DM, if uh, if Radiohead toured a little bit differently, I potentially could have gotten into into that space. I thought you would have said David Gray because I remember you were a huge Ooh, David Gray fan. Yeah, uh, 
<laughs> crap um you want to change your answer you want to cut that out no it would still be it'd still be radiohead i think um but david gray is would be a very very good one yes it, in the uh, mid to late 90s when dmb was taking off hugely i was a very big fan of ben folds five huge fan of ben folds five um, I had bootlegs from them and everything and to the point where it was like I was on Benfold 5 fan sites as much as I was on the DMB fan sites at the time. So, I mean, I guess legitimately I could have gone that direction. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. I like that one. There's, and there's a lot to go a lot to go on with that, too. Um, Brad at Brad Kasachi says, Ants Marching. Be Rad. Be Rad says, is a dream so real a done deal or is there a shot of it being returned or liberated hashtag ants podcast I, I think i don't know man what do you think i don't actually have a say here dude. I, I i'm gonna say no even though you would think the answer would be yes and the reason i say that the answer is no is because i think dave has limited himself to the songs he's playing on the piano because he has two new songs on the piano plus virginia in the rain that he played last year we haven't seen uh out of my hands and we haven't seen mercy for mercy's sake so <laughs> it, it seems like because that window is narrowed a dream so real is something he's only played on the piano once i just think that that's so far on the outside that i actually don't think it's possible yeah. um yeah and i like that one too from uh it's actually on a warehouse disc the the one that uh that dave played the piano on from spac which is you were there of course mm. and um but i actually actually like the ones with butch a little better really yeah i just i just think and there's, there's things about the spac one that i love Six twenty one oh eight. Is that something? yeah it, it is indeed I, I love tim's solo on that but is there something about what Butch does that with Rashawn? It's just, I really like those a lot. Uh, I like your answer on that one. Thank I, you. I will, I will take that. Thank you. We're going to get one more question in. Ooh. So we told you there was going to be a lot of questions, and, and we got a ton of them. This is from Joshua Renninger at uh, Josh DMB Fan, who asks, uh, What would be the youngest age you would take a child to their first DMB show? Mm. Hashtag Ants Podcast, hashtag Free Dodo. Um, Joe, I'm going to take this one if you don't mind. Do it. <laughs> um, but really, I took um, I took my oldest daughter to a show in Tampa when she was ten. Um, she had she knew the music. I mean, kind of by default, Absorbs she knew the music it in the household. Exactly. So, but she had a really good time. And then last year, twenty fifteen, I actually took all three of my children to uh, the DMB show in West Palm. My son was. Let's see, how old is he now? Um, so he was nine at the time, almost 10, um, but he was nine at the time. I think it depends on the kid and depends on how much of a fan the kid really is. Cause some kids are into music and some kids aren't. And uh, to be honest with you, my son couldn't give two craps less. I mean, there were two songs into the uh, acoustic set and he's like, is this thing almost over? <laughs> you know, he didn't care until he went when's down. The, to the, when's the opener done? <laughs> exactly. But you know, the funny thing is, he actually went down. We were not in the pit. We were in seats. But um, through a friend of a friend, uh, my wife and my son went down to the pit. And they actually went down during Stone. And um, he just thought that was the coolest thing. And there was just some random guy standing there. And he saw my son behind him. And he picked him up and says, here, you want to go on my shoulders? And my son watched 
entire stone from this random guy's shoulders. <laughs> and he just thought it was the greatest thing ever. He was like king of the world. He was like, yeah, rocking out to it. That's but, awesome. you know, if I played him stone, he wouldn't know that from anything. Oh, no, he wouldn't remember? No, not at all. He wouldn't. He, he knows. My son knows two songs. What does the fox say? And not what was the fox say? <laughs> That's that's true. Actually, he does know one Violent Femmes song because I, I raised my kids the right way. But it, it depends on the kids. I've seen you know, I've seen people with babies at shows. You know. Yeah. It, well, that, and that's how do you read this question? It could be, you know, when is the youngest you can take an, a, a a child? I mean, you can take any child given the appropriate ear protection. Yeah, you know. Correct. Um, yeah, and by the way, all of my kids had earplugs in because yeah. really that's what you got to do. If they're if they're under 16, you should really have earplugs in. Well, I mean, I, I would say yeah, under the under even less there's a there's a stage where you have to have like the serious not more than earplugs. You need like the the ear muffs for lack of a better term. Right. Yeah, if they're really really young, if they're under 4, you should really spend the extra money on the super good ear protection, yeah, uh, because it, it's going to be worth it. Yeah, you, you don't want to damage anything because those those concerts are are loud. But look, if the kids into it, Joe, you've seen tons of kids at shows. Yeah, and uh, I know people that uh, count um, what is it in utero? utero? Yes, <laughs> uh, show count. Um, so uh, you can even go that direction too. But I mean, yes. if, if you want to go there, then all three of my kids saw a show when they were in utero. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, my, my oldest saw the one in 01 and the other two back-to-back years. Nice. So, yeah, they've all seen them. In fact, away. that was – that's this is a mini story time. The first time that my wife actually felt our first child really give her a kick was on the bass uh, intro to Crush. Interesting. Yeah, when Stefan hit the bass, <laughs> that kid kicked. My wife went, oh! Like, oh, my God, I really have a baby in here. <laughs> that's a random that's pretty cool yes yeah so i've seen i've yeah i have seen uh kids of all ages i mean i've seen really really young but it's all about the protective earwear if, if you're just asking about that but then what age would be like the best to really truly uh, um you know appreciate the show and i think you know what you said jake is probably probably pretty accurate exactly all right well that's it we asked like six million questions we so. tried to do some catching up on the questions thank you guys that send them every week um, we will continue to hit them on the following episode. I think next week's episode. Hopefully, Matt will be back from feeling the burn at the Bernie yes. at the Bernie show, and uh, can give us some updates on that. And then we'll have uh, a couple shows to talk about: uh, Homedale, uh, Bangor, Maine, and then Hartford and uh, Mansfield Boston show. Mansfield, yeah. Yep. So hopefully, some good shows and. Getting starting to get you know the Hartford and Hartford and Mansfield ones I think will be very interesting because those are venues that normally used to get two dates and now are just getting one these days, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if the, how the band brings it because those are some hot you know big uh, fan base cities um, for the band so I'll be absolutely so I'm excited to talk about it next week and hopefully yes. uh, we'll have you back too Jake. I, I hope so. I, I plan on it unless I take a, a burn hiatus like uh, Matt did. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, on that note, I guess we should wrap things up. So thanks again for listening, everyone. And we will see you and listen to you and hear you all next week. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. 
Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, Tour Central, personal show stats, and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.